member of the Pod Riot Network. Let the riot begin. Podriot.com. Hello, Money Penny. What'd you call me? Money Penny. Money Penny? Holy crap. Hello, Money Penny. <laughs> You're drunk. Yes, I am. <laughs> what? Uh, if I say, hello, Money Penny, then you should say, ah, James, he's waiting to see you. Do you have any plans for New Year's? Or when are you going to take me out on your catamaran or something like that? But those are things I wouldn't say. No, but those are things that Money Penny may say. In fact, actually, they're not even nearly as full of innuendo as Money Penny would say. But never mind. Okay, I'm not Rappaport. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> You're not smashed, I'm although not I see uh, cherries in your drink, so I'm assuming that it's an alcoholic beverage. It is, kind. but it is my second. So no, I'm not smashed, but I will catch up. That is without question. Then I have a killer headache, suddenly. <laughs> Why does that always happen when I'm around? I usually blame it on the room, but it might be you. Mm. Uh, so, was Santa good to you? Mm-hmm. Yes? He was. What did you get? Stuff. 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 Did I mention that I'm smashed? Hold on. I got a whole bunch of gift certificates, which is all right. It's fact, okay, as long as you remember to use them. Yes, I'm, I will. I'm famous for forgetting about gift certificates, and and then they expire, and I feel really shitty because somebody spent money. Uh, I'm going to make a concerted effort to spend all of them this week. Make sure you do. And uh, other than that, I got a very nice jacket. What kind of jacket? Welcome. Uh, sort of a, a black sort of trench coat kind of thing, but not. It's above the knees though, so I don't don't know what like length. Like a car that coat. You, yes. And no one calls them a car coat anymore, but that is the length. Mm-hmm. It was a coat that I put on, and not knowing that it was a car coat, I just thought. I, I feel need, like driving. I need a pair <laughs> of racing gloves and Aston Martin right now. There you go. It was very nice. Anything outstanding in your... Uh, I'm kind of drawing a blank. Gift certificates? No, I didn't get any gift Sex certificates. Sex toys? Um, I already have one of these. No, no sex toys. Sex tools? No, that makes it sound <laughs> like work. Well, yes, yeah, so I guess if it's, a, if it's a tool, it's professional. Here's your sex toolbox. A dildo is a toy unless you're making money off of it. In which case, it's a... A, a tool a of tool, the trade. A tool of the trade that you can claim uh, on taxes. Huh. I never thought of it that way. You might want to file some returns. <clears throat> Hello, Money Penny. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, James. My, uh, what a sharp car coat that is you're wearing. Why, thank you. 
one of these days, Money Penny. But alas, not now. Oh, James. <laughs> You're listening to Era My Shorts. I'm Preston Buttons. I'm the word whore. Or as other calls you, open pussy. Who calls me that? I don't know. Word on the street. What? <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Oh, I think you do. I think you do. <sighs> You're drunk. Yes, I am. I'm smashed. Uh, I'm enjoying the holiday cheer. I think I have a turkey hangover. A turkey hanging over what? <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? I didn't. Get, I I don't have any turkey sandwiches or anything. That's sad. Leftovers are the best part. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I, have, I actually sandwiches? prefer the leftovers to the main event. Yeah. No, turkey sandwiches are the best. In fact, it's almost worth cooking a turkey just at the turkey sandwiches. Sometimes I cook a roast beef just to have roast beef sandwiches. Mm. I know that. Actually. I know you know that. You've, you've brought me some roast beef for roast beef sandwiches before. It's a, it's quite a, a delightful treat. It is a delightful treat. Uh, it's real cow, too. Straight from the cow plate. <laughs> it's true. Not like the city cows you buy. Yeah, those are all manufactured they cows. They are. Supermarket cows are different from real cows. That's true. From the, and, from the real cow place. And you come from the land of real cows. I do. In fact, there's a lot of cows in churches. Cows in churches are what we're famous for. And hockey players. Mm. And figure skaters. And the occasional pig. Yes, the occasional pig. And turkeys. And turkeys? Yes, oh, really? yes. I thought turkeys came from somewhere else. I knew a boy who had a turkey farm. <laughs> I thought you were going to say who had a turkey. Like a pet turkey. <laughs> I knew a boy who had a, a few thousand turkeys, or probably more. I don't know what kind of numbers we're talking turkey-wise. <laughs> a, pet, a, pet, a pet turkey that ends up being the Christmas dinner is, uh, well... Sad. Mm. We did eat my pet chickens. Did they have names? I don't know. I kind of blocked it out. I think I've told that story before about my dad killing the chickens. Did you eat Cecil? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I just know that the rooster attacked me, and then my dad attacked the rooster, and all the chickens were suddenly hanging in our <laughs> back porch upside down, being defeathered. And next thing you know, we were having chicken. Don't touch my daughter, or you'll pay the price. I won't tell you the story about the bodies under the porch. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, high school. Mm. So, happy holidays to everyone. Yes, indeed. So, we had a Christmas party. We did. That was uh, uh, delightful. It was delightful. I almost thought of uh, posting something on the forums again, saying, you know, come out. And, well, that's just crazy talk. But then, yeah, I decided against it, which is a good thing, because you left relatively early, and I was in no state to uh, greet anyone who may actually come out from the forums. Well, by rights, I wasn't even supposed to be here. And that is true, but you were nonetheless. I stopped in for one drink and that turned had into seven. <laughs> Funny how that happens. Yeah. My mother did say she wouldn't have recognized me if I showed up without a hangover, so I, I lived up to uh, expectation. 
lowered yeah. as they are. What do we got in the mailbag? Uh, we have a story, I think. Is that right? Go figure. Um, we're going to go straight into a story by uh, our, uh, I don't know. Most. How do you say? Most zealous story contributor? Yes. We actually generally get stories when we need to get stories. Mm -hmm. But uh, throughout it all, there's been one submitter who has given us... Uh, plagued is more like pl yes plagued us who has pl plagued us with stories and it's not that we don't want to read them but we don't want to have the phil foster show <laughs> no if phil foster wants to have the phil foster show that's fine yes phil foster has made a concerted effort to uh send us about a story a week since uh this Birth. time last year <laughs> And so we've held off in reading them. But uh, we are going to read one uh, tonight. I have a strange feeling that this is probably a, a really offensive story. Okay. And I don't know why I think that. This is called Rosie O'Donnell's Christmas Stories. And uh, the following does not reflect the opinions of the It Spot or the hosts of Well, none of Era our stories shorts. do. As, yes, none of them none, do. None of but, yeah, this looks like it might be a, a slightly politically incorrect, so we'll just do a quick disclaimer. Rosie O'Donnell's Christmas Stories Rosie O'Donnell is a talented actress, Boldike, comedian, and regular member of the TV hit show The View with Barbara Walters. She uses her South Boston upbringing to great comedic effect in her stand-up routines, and her alternative lifestyle provides a potent chip on her shoulder for all of her political and social opinions. Like most Americans, Rosie loves Christmas, and now, thanks to progressive adoption laws, she can share her special Christmas spirit with her four adopted children. <laughs> oh, this right. is going to be rough. Yes, it will be. Just for the record, I like Rosie. I have no comments. <laughs> okay, so you're not a Rosie fan. I'm not a Rosie fan, but that has absolutely nothing to but do with But I do. With I wouldn't her. say that I'm a Rosie fan. It has nothing but. to do with her views or her lifestyle or anything. I just find her very irritating. She she is she is irritating, but I, I think I understand uh, I understand her to a point. Well, you're also irritating. I am. We share that. <laughs> She's a sister of mine. We're a couple of misfits, <laughs> not a couple of nitwits. It was Christmas Eve. Rosie O'Donnell had made her four adopted children put away their video games and go to bed early to await Santa's visit. After their baths, she gathered them by the fire and told them again her favorite Christmas story, The Night Before Christmas, wherein a lesbian couple are awakened by an elderly right-wing Christian with a penis who forcibly thrusts and enters their home and steals milk and cookies. His tall, cone-shaped hat with a ball is symbolic of the Viagra-fueled aggression that victimizes millions of grandmas and elderly women. The lesbian couple successfully humiliates the elderly intruder with his unwelcome, priapic manhood into leaving presents as material compensation for his brutal, unwanted penetration of their privacy. <laughs> I like it already. 
Finally, the sleepy children are shooed off to bed. Sleepy as they are, the children know this is a special night and peek through the crack in their bedroom door. They watch with growing anticipation as Santa Claus, who looks a lot like their mom Rosie, helping their other mom Kelly fill the stockings that hung from the mantle. One by one, the children see stuffed animals, fuzzy beavers, and pussies put in their stockings. I didn't have any fuzzy beavers or pussies put in my stockings. That's all you asked for, too. Yeah. Santa and Kelly agree to open just one present each. Kelly goes first, and she smiles and gives Santa a big hug as she unwraps a high-pressure water massager from Waterpick. Do you have one of those? I don't. Oh, I thought that was a rhetorical question. No. <laughs> the shower massage by Waterpick is a blah, 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 good, clean, fun. I thought a water, yeah. water pick was for teeth. It is, but water, water pick made the shower massage, oh. which is made for pussies. I see. Santa opens his present and hugs Kelly tightly, thanking her for the wonderful pocket rocket Vagisizer, 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 Pocket Rocket Vagisizer XXL. Um, I think that's double extra large. Extra extra large. Are you sure? Well, pretty sure. Santa opens his present and hugs Kelly tightly, thanking her for the wonderful Pocket Rocket Vagisizer XXL, which looks like a rocket for a spaceship. The kids smile as Kelly reaches into the box to show Santa she hasn't forgotten the batteries, too. The children hope they will get to play with the spaceship tomorrow. Horse collar. Christmas means... <laughs> horse collar? Sorry, I made myself laugh there. What's horse collar? <laughs> I'll post a picture on the forums. Christmas means good things to eat, and Kelly and Santa are hungry. Kelly makes several trips to the kitchen to serve up Christmas buffet. On the sideboard, the children see a Christmas feast. On gleaming platters are bearded clams. Mmm. Fuzzy tacos. Mmm. Snapper. Mmm. And tuna melt. The children hope there are leftovers to share, but they remember their mom's warnings about eating seafood after it's been out too long. A fondue honey pot bubbles on the buffet next to the plate of pink nachos. Fuck! My Christmas was not like this at all. Are you jealous? I am. Well, maybe Rosie can adopt you instead of Lulu Fontaine. Hmm. Santa and Kelly toast the holiday with shots of Jägermeister gold. The children worry about all the other kids who might not get their presents at all if Santa stays here too long. The children are frightened as they see Kelly and Santa attempt CPR. Has something gone down the wrong way? Santa and Kelly sure are. They've had way too many Jägermeisters. They're giving mouth to mouth at the wrong ends. The kids love Santa more than ever because he has saved Kelly. She must be mad, though, because she threatens to give Santa a good licking. Okay, I don't know what's going on exactly. Oh, come on! But there's a good licking involved, and I can get behind that. 
The stereo is turned up, and the children drift off to sleep listening to Janice Ian, Katie Lang, the Indigo Girls, Melissa Etheridge, and Prince. <laughs> they sleep peacefully. Visions of sugar plums. Whisker biscuits. Catcher's mitts. Fuzzy donuts. Tool sheds. Dinner muffins. Jewel boxes. Bird's nests. Easy bake ovens. Wet seals. Bear traps. Wand waxers. Harry Potters. Slurpee machines. Snooshes. Ginches. Gooches. Binnesses. Putty tats. Gucci pies. Fun hatches. Spasm chasms. Pink panthers. Tongue warmers. Pandora's boxes. Calamari canyons. Panty hamsters. Pickle pockets. And squeeze boxes. Danced in their heads. <laughs> Peace out! <laughs> Ah, oh, I have those dreams all the time. Oh, I like that story. It wasn't nearly as politically incorrect as I thought it might be. No. And in that way, I'm kind of uh, disappointed. But um, a lot of pussy mentioned. I don't know what you're talking about. A lot of vagina. It was a Christmas story. I didn't get any whisker biscuits in my stock. Me neither. Hopefully it will happen next year. Start asking for it now. I'm asking for it all the time. Phone call? Sure. Banachek, how the fuck are you? You're on the air with pressing buttons and the word whore. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so good to hear you. <laughs> Never call anymore. It's been a while. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> when you were here at our Christmas party the other night, you told me that you had a very funny story to share with us. I did. Yeah, you said you were saving it for the air. <laughs> um, it's two, let's make it a two-part story. Part, part one, it's a, it's a Monday night a few weeks back, and I'm, uh, I'm taking in a big rock and roll show down at the ACC with a friend of mine. It was uh, Iron Maiden that we were seeing. But we Iron Maiden? Right on! Oh, yeah. Two right. minutes to midnight! You see the undead of the wolves! Or something like that, I don't know. Beautiful. And I, it smelled just like somebody had poured a full bottle of Southern Comfort out out on the <laughs> out on his seat. Right? It was probably still cold. I don't, I don't I don't think he had it in him that long. Okay. So now, are you saying it was still drinkable? Uh, okay, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> no, it probably was. <laughs> so it's somebody still doing the doing the head bob thing with the hair. So now there's all puke in his fucking hair, and there's fucking puke flying everywhere, and everything's starting to smell like fucking Southern Comfort and fucking with chunks of shit flying all over the place, right? So, anyways, long story short, me and my buddy weren't pleased with our, you know, with our seatmate there, right? Right. We got moved down like side stage, like 
we, there was a kid in front of us. I think they got moved as well for some random reason. And the kid in front of us, like I guess, it was, was like making good eye contact with uh, what's his name, the guy that they did the the the, the movie, um, the rock star movie with uh, Wally Wahlberg, right? Yeah. And, um, and so he's making good eye contact with the, whoever the Wally Wahlberg character is, and he's getting headbands and pics and wristbands. The guy, the, the kid in front of us, is making it like a bandit. Awesome. It was that was that close that the guy can like reach over and just like put some of this in pretty much. It was, so I was it was cool getting bumped up like that. But anyways, we're leaving the show. We're walking up Bay Street about front and crossing uh, crossing Front Street halfway across the street. So like on the median between like between the eastbound and westbound lanes. Who's standing there? Standing there talking to a couple of guys. Mike Holmes. This is, uh, you know, Mike Holmes, like the home improvement guy that goes around busting bad contractors, uh, you know, doing bad contracting jobs, that kind of thing. Do you know who I'm talking about? Sort of, yeah. Homes on Homes. That's the one. Buttons is, buttons is dead on. Homes on Homes is the show. Which is amazing because he's smashed that. out of his tree. And he, he, he sounds pretty smashed. He's wasted. Uh, and he's in the, standing on the median, very, you know, just a big, scary-looking dude. But he's wearing these the brown coveralls that he always wears on the show. It's like he just walked off the set of the show. Mm-hmm. Right? And the, the guy, guy I'm with, I'm with my buddy, and I said, hey, that's Mike Holmes. And he's like, oh, no, no shit, let's go talk to him. So we walked over, and we're just kind of standing there waiting for him to, like, you know, for a break in the conversation. He's already, some two other guys have already corralled him, right? Yeah. Uh, we we quickly introduced ourselves to him. They continue to talk to these other guys, right? And so one of the other guys is going start. You know, like I said, they hadn't been there long before. So one of the other guys goes, "Listen, I always get condensation in my windows. What do you, you know, what what do you think I can do about that?" And I'm thinking, "Oh, this is the last thing this guy wants to discuss home improvements at, you know, in the middle of Front Street on a Monday night at eleven o'clock." Yeah. You know, God, he's obviously on his way somewhere, right? He's not holding a seminar. But no, he just like breaks right into it. Okay, here's what you gotta do. You gotta get the you know the, the vapor barrier around the the framing of the window. It's gotta be absolutely perfect. And like goes right into it. You're kidding? No, that's just weird. Here's the here's the uh, the kicker. While I'm uh, while while he's explaining to this guy how to do to, to, to get the condensation out of his window, I notice he's holding a piece of wood in his hand, like a tree that had just been cut down, like about you know about an eight inch diameter uh, log that had been split in two. Uh huh. It was and it was obviously birch. You could see the white bark on the outside of it. Okay, so here's Mike Holmes, like he just walked off the TV show holding a piece of wood. Okay. All <laughs> right. Okay, so but I got so now I gotta wait for these guys to finish because I gotta know what the wood's for. Right. Okay. Meanwhile, who do I got? Who do I have to dial up on the phone? Big Johnny. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so I get him on the I get him on the phone. And I'm like, you're not gonna believe who I'm standing with, and you're not gonna believe what he's standing here. He's in the coveralls and he's holding a piece of fucking birch. <laughs> right. And of course, he probably said, "Are you sure it's birch?" Chuck <laughs> the grain. <laughs> so, uh, so, the, so Mike Holmes finishes with these other guys, and me and my buddy start talking to him, and we're talking about like home improvement crap as well. And um, so I said, I gotta ask, what's the deal with the wood? Right. Like he's like, oh, I was just at this uh, uh, banquet and I got an award, and this is the award. And he, he sort of turns it over, and there's the flat side of it where the tree's been kind of split in half. Somebody's just taking a black magic marker and 
you know, best whatever 2006. Like, mm-hmm. A lot of those people, not even neatly. Not even neatly. Just like. I, I, you know, I mean, to say I could have done better is an understatement. Like, any four year old could have done better. It was hilarious. But and he, like, it was a happy. real award? We seemed, like, pleased to have this piece of wood with black markers scrawled all over it's it. It's gin or vodka? It's gin. What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, Buttons just replenished my drink, and now he's standing on my headphones, and they've been ripped out of the socket. And she's accusing me of giving, giving her vodka instead of gin. Can you plug me back in? <sighs> yes. Sorry. He's a mess. I'm a mess. <sighs> okay. Anyways, we, we finished with Mike Holmes. We asked him, if, you know, we asked him, like, because me and my buddy, we were just on our way to a bar to get, like, a post-concert libation, and, uh... We asked him if he wanted to come along, and he said, well, I'd love to, but I can't. i got to be going. It was, it was fine to let him sort of send him on his way. It was, it was hilarious. With his piece of wood with magic marker on it. With magic marker and his brown coveralls just disappeared into the night like fucking Batman or something, right? <laughs> Home man. He's gone. Next day, all right, I uh, um, head down to the orchard. Okay, I wasn't, wasn't far from there doing my work, so I head to the, the orchard. orchard. The orchard. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. The orchard. That's the still. orchard finest diner in uh, Mississauga. Yeah. All, all of America. All of what country is this? <laughs> it is, I mean, it's it's nice for Mississauga, but it's not. Come on, it's just the orchard, right? I know, but it's sentimental. We, we spent a lot of time there. Yeah, it's where it all began. You and I, we spent a lot of time at the orchard. Yeah. So I got my head down in my newspaper, and I'm sipping my coffee, regular, you know, orchard routine, by myself. And um, I hear this voice. And I'm like, okay, I recognize that voice. I know that voice. But there's no way that's the person that belongs to that voice, right? And I look up, and sure enough, sitting in the next booth, facing me, Joan Collins. Fuck off. In the orchard? Joan Collins, in the orchard, okay? She's done up like, like she just walked off the set of Dynasty with the hair, and she's got a black leather, a black leather skirt above the knee, boots. What high, the fuck is boots. she doing in the orchard? Well, Joan Collins and Linda Evans are doing a play in Toronto. So. That's right, at the time. Oh my God. I don't know if they still were, but you're, you're, you're right, Buzz. They were doing a, they were doing a play, uh, doing a show, more like, like a two-woman cat fight, fake cat fight bullshit show like I would never be caught dead at. So, I don't know, she's wearing, like, she's done done right up the makeup, and she's, like, she's 70-something years old, and she didn't look like hell. Like, in the body, there was nothing wrong with the body. Like, if you saw her walking away, you'd think, wow, that's nice, and then, you know, of course, you know, that's as far as my imagination would take me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Oh, that's fucking weird. She was, she was the Joan Collins. She was, like, a caricature of herself with the, the loud, authoritative voice, and I could hear every word that came out of her mouth. Oh, pancakes. I believe I'll have the pancakes today. I haven't had pancakes in a while, right? And she orders them. And, oh, the pancakes are just fantastic, and the bacon is wonderful. And just, it's just like almost putting on, like, so people will hear her. I think that's an affectation of the theater. Right, right. Is that, is that what happens? It gets so ingrained that you can't go to a restaurant and keep your voice down? Is Maybe. that how it works? From, from what I know of theater people, yes. Everybody in the place knows it's her. Like, you can see all the cooks' heads sticking out of the little window to the kitchen. All the all the waitresses are over at the bus stand, sort of, like, tittering and pointing. And everybody in the place knows it's her. And I got a front row 
receipt for this, right? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm halfway through my breakfast at this point, at, at one o'clock in the afternoon, of course, and um, I'm thinking to myself, isn't it just perfect? Like, it's just so Mississauga that... Everybody in the place knows this is Joan Collins, but nobody's gone up and said, oh, can I have your autograph? Oh, I loved you in this shitty show. I loved you in that shitty show. Mm -hmm. They're just letting her eat. I thought, well, isn't that nice? Because, and and you know, it's like, I've worked in like high-end clubs and restaurants and you get some big time celebrities, big time celebrities. And for the most part, they want to be left alone. Of course. And for the most part, our fine city is good at that. (laughs) Harder, harder. It is. I was very pleased with that. This is Mississauga, so you'd think people would be just a little bit more stupid, but they weren't. Until, I just, I just, the thought, I just thought, well, isn't this great? Nobody's bugging her. And some dude goes up to her, right? Some old, older guy, yeah. 65 maybe, so he's just the perfect age to know yeah, her. He, he saw her in the uh, Star Trek episode in the 60s. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Okay, let's go with that. And uh, <laughs> I thought, oh, God, here's, here's some kook. You know, going up to ask for an autograph. So he walks up to the table, and he's like, uh, 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 "Excuse me, ma'am, uh, but I couldn't help but notice. But aren't you, uh, are you, are you Judy Collins?" <laughs> she goes, "Well, I'm not." And she just <laughs> turns back to her husband and continues the conversation with him. And completely ignores this guy. Yeah. And I thought oh, it could have been a scene out of Dynasty. You know, like just this perfect, bitchy British. It's a complete character herself. Well, I'm not. That's it. And the poor man, like he just like it's like like he had just been wounded. Like his heart had just been torn from his body. Yeah. Right. The head like bows the head. Does like this sort of like just turns on his toe, on his heels and you know total burn job. The and the the. Uh, you have to get your octogenarian uh, stars correct. <laughs> what? Seventies. All right, whatever. Septuagenarians. That'd be there. There we go. But was she carrying a piece of wood? No wood. No wood. Were you carrying a piece of wood? <laughs> you had to make this sexual, didn't you? <laughs> it's just weird, man. Fast forward like a few hours. I'm at home and I'm just like tapping away on the computer, doing a little Joan Collins IMDb action. Downloading some pictures, jerking off. Well, hang on a second. I did have one dream about her. Oh, no. (laughs) I think the alarm clock went off in time, if you know what I mean. (laughs) The the alarm went off just before her face uh, turned to to see you. Right. No, it was like me and Joan Collins. We were buddies, and we were getting, you know, getting friendly. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm just so glad the alarm went off. No kidding. Oh, man, that would have been awful. It's a bit of a relief. So I'm, I'm officially over Joan Collins. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God help me. <laughs> hey, we're going to let you go. Yeah, yeah, it was fun talking to you. Thank you very much. That was a great story. I'm glad you answered your phone finally. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I knew you were going to call me at some point, so... I'm going to start leaving my phone on. Like, you know what I'm like with the phone? I turn it off. I don't want people calling me. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to talk to my friends. I don't want to talk to anybody. I know. Don't talk, just don't call me, okay? Like, you know, just regular people. Don't call me. I don't want to talk to you. If I want to talk to you, I'll call you. Yeah, but we're not regular people. 
No, I know. You're far from regular. That's <laughs> very true. <laughs> Happy holidays, mister, and we will definitely see you before the new year. Oh, God, I hope so, yeah. And it's not New Year's Day. So. All right. Thanks for calling. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. All right, well, let's wrap this show up. My fingers are itchy. Well, that's a change. From? Other parts of your body. I've got a bag of... You uh, can't eat chips on the I've air. I've got a bag of corn chips here to, that, that will hopefully slow down. Okay. Well, let's... No, let's wrap the this... passage of alcohol. We have to wrap this up because I have to f- go finish my game of Oblivion. Well, I know you do. Who's calling you? Ah, who knows? Okay, you can't eat chips on the air. Ow! The idea is that they will slow the um, alcohol going into my body, except they're extremely salty, which has made me... More thirsty. Yes. Visit our website, www.theitspot.com. Join us on MySpace, myspace.com slash airoutmyshorts. Vote for us on Podcast Alley. We hit a record-setting December. Mm-hmm. Most votes ever in one month. Thank, thank you very you, much, thank all. Thank you, thank you. That was great. It was wonderful. Keep please, them coming. Yes, please continue to do that. Theitspot.com slash forums is the place to go to uh, chat with us and other uh, stalwart fans of the show. 140 members. Yes. And counting. Very good. And, uh, of course, please leave us a message on our audio comment line, which is uh, 305-767-4697. That's 305-76-SHOWS, as in shows me your pink taco. Bye, everybody. Good night. You've been listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the word whore. Air out your shorts by sending your short stories to shorts at theitspot.com or visit us at our website at theitspot.com. Air out my shorts. My shorts. So I'm smashed. And it's early. And I'm smashed. And I'm happy. Theitspot.com.